This is Throwback to School. Hi, everybody. This is Throwback to School, the podcast where we review things we liked in high school. Um, and watch out for the shack attack. I mean, for my co-host, Andrew. How are you, Andrew? I'm I'm the shack attack. I'm no I'm no Harley Globetrotter, but uh, <laughs> yeah, uh, I'm doing pretty good, Liza. How are you? I am dandy dandy we're both wearing black black sweatshirts right now we're cool we're very cool it's the cool thing to do we're very some some graphic t well graphic it's not a t it's a sweatshirt yeah graphic sweatshirt we're both repping that's right what we're repping i'm sorry listeners you'll never know it's a secret it's a big secret don't tell anybody because you don't know you can't tell anybody yeah Anyway, we're here today, Andrew, uh-huh. to talk about something you've chosen for us. Yes. Well, you've chosen something that we're not going to talk about. So then you chose <laughs> something else for us. I, I had a, la- a last minute left turn away from what we were going to talk about. And it could be something that we talk about maybe some other time. Oh, um, I was going to thank you for um, sparing you. You know, yeah, sparing me the, you know the, the horror and and pain of it but i guess i'll just you know what fuck it we were gonna watch tight we, we were gonna i'm not we're not gonna watch it i'm, I'm making an executive <laughs> decision right now uh we were gonna watch little Nikki, which is an adam sandler <laughs> movie on netflix or not you know it wasn't made for netflix but it was it came out <laughs> when i was in high school and it's currently on netflix and mm-hmm. it just felt like during this particular week that we're recording mm-hmm. That having a movie that I, we're just gonna have to like delve into the homophobia, the transphobia, the racism of the jokes in the movie, I was just like, I don't want to fucking talk about this. Like, mm-hmm. <laughs> like I just like it's just there's enough going on that I was just like, fuck it. I just I want to talk about something that I truly like, it's fun, and not something that I was like going through Netflix and be like, yeah, I guess I like that in high school. Let's do that and. <laughs> You know, there are certainly other Adam Sandler movies that I liked better in high school that just I didn't think about. And that just was like, oh, that's on there. Let's do that. So, well, we can still do it when we are feeling like we need, you know, someday maybe we'll have a really good news week and (laughs) we'll want to like despair on something willingly. uh, And I'll be there for you that day. Thank you. Thank you. Like the friends on friends, you'll be there for me. <laughs> That's right. I'm the Phoebe to your Chandler. Mm-hmm. Or whatever. Could I <laughs> be less wanting to watch a little Nikki? I feel like if anything, we would be Joey and Phoebe. Because they are the they don't have a romantic situation, but they are very close. That is yeah. And I, they're not related. And I like Truly, um, hmm. <laughs> this is not what we're talking about do today. But to, just do FYI, I, do I want to be Joey? Oh no, I'm Joey. Oh, you're Durr. Joey. Okay. <laughs> I can yeah. Phoebe. Yeah, you are the more problematic. You're definitely the most problematic person <laughs> in the group. So, yeah, yeah, your treatment of women is suspect at best. So, yeah, okay. How are you doing? Whoa, Joey Triviani. I, 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 I. <laughs> That's right. So, Liza, Does what do you know how to sing and play the guitar? I do. And Perfect. I have been known to uh, call out the smelliness of cats from time to time. Oh, well, here we go. Mm-hmm. It was meant to be. Yeah. Liza, what what did we do? In, or, or you're going to. Sorry, you should throw that to me. Never mind. Oh. Um, instead of doing the thing that we decided we didn't want to do. Uh, we picked something that we already know you love. Yeah. The Simpsons. The Simpsons. Uh, and we watched two episodes for mm-hmm. today. Yeah. That you've chosen meticulously. Meticulously. We watched season six episode, uh, I forget the number. Eight. Eight. Lisa mm-hmm. on Ice. Yep. And 
season seven, episode eight, Mother Simpson. Yes. Do it you is- want to give us some uh, synopsis real quick of so, the sort of themes? Season six, episode eight, Lisa on Ice is about um, they're giving out <laughs> very inappropriately. They're giving out progress reports to the children in front of all the other children at school. So um, they are calling out all the students. And so Principal Skinner finally gets to Simpson, comma, Lisa. And she's thrown off because she's the perfect student. She never fails. And it turns out she's failing in gym. So um, she goes to try and find like a some sort of sport that she can be good at. Meanwhile, Bart is a star hockey player. And she finds out she has an affinity for being a goalie. So she joins the rival hockey team in town. So Bart starts to get jealous because she's getting attention and she's very good at it. So it leads to a showdown between Lisa and Bart. And I think this is a, it's a great episode because it, it parodies and sort of like brings attention to the sort of like, insane pressure that parents and adults put on children who play sports mm. and i like it's not a, you know like in as far as a simpsons episode goes it doesn't have like a ton of great jokes in it mm-hmm. but the way that the episode ends which is um they face off bart gets you know in the hockey game bart gets fouled and so he has a penalty shot on lisa and so as they're facing off with each other, um, you know, the everybody in the arena is chanting for them to, like, kill each other. And, you know, like, there's one side that's chanting, kill Bart, kill Bart. And the other chance chan- is, you know, emphasizing the kill. And then the other side is also chanting, kill Bart, but they're emphasizing the Bart. So um, as they're, like, watching these people who are, like, frothing at the mouth for them to, like, attack each other... Bart starts thinking about a time where Lisa helped him when he was a kid. And then same thing with Lisa. She looks around. She starts to think about the time that like her ice cream cone fell over and Bart like gave her part of his ice cream cone. And like, you know, he scraped his knee and she put a bandaid on him. And like, they're thinking about all this stuff while people are like, ah, and so they both throw their equipment down. They let time go by and they end the game in a tie and they hug at mid, uh, mid rank. And as like, people you know like then the adults are like let's tear this place apart and like they start like throwing a fit lisa and bart sort of skate off hand in hand um which is a great like truly i think like there's a handful of moments that like really touch me in the show and that was one of them Mm. what did you think of that episode i i'm glad you said that it's not terribly packed with jokes because i was thinking that and Obviously, I've only watched Simpsons, like, really sparingly, like, really randomly. So it's hard for me to tell, like, what's a what's a episode filled with jokes and what's not. I don't know. So, or to compare any of the episodes. Sure. But it did seem like this one felt more, like, less of, like, punchlines, I guess. Like, the jokes are more, I don't know situation or something as Mm -hmm. opposed to like a a weird reference or like a quick comeback or something like that yeah um and so it doesn't feel as funny in a way i don't know it's still like i mean it's obviously still for comedy yeah Um, it's not like a drama or anything like that but um yeah i there's um i do is this the only time we actually ever see Bart be nice to Lisa? No, no. They, they I mean, they certainly oh, have. They, they, it's not every episode, and it's certainly maybe not every five episodes. But like, they'll have moments. They have. I mean, they are like brother and sister, so it's it's yeah. it's a it's portrayed as like, yeah, they fight and they bicker, but like ultimately, when like the chips are down, they both have each other's back. Okay, because that's the part that I'm not familiar enough with the show to know. Because mm-hmm. I was like. In my mind, I've only seen episodes where Bart is a shithead. Yeah. <laughs> and so, and and Lisa is like quick to, quick to burn as well, right? Yeah. Like, it's not like she's being bullied all the time and she's a martyr. It's more like he's sort of this, you know, vindictive little boy. And then she'll like 
tell him to fuck off all the time. She so, will, they, yeah. you know, they're both spitfires and they sort of both, um, which is probably more realistic that in for real life situations. But uh, yeah, he's an instigator and she retaliates yeah. to him. Yeah, yeah. And and they do have that competition a lot, I feel like, in the show. Yeah. For for their parents' attention, um, especially because like their their trope are, are that Bart is the, you know, he's not a very good student and he kind of always gets in trouble somehow. And then Lisa is the like goody two-shoe straight A student who like knows how to play the saxophone at five or however old she's supposed to be. Eight. Um <laughs> eight. She's eight. Eight. She's eight. I get it right. Um but so he was nice this episode to see moments where they're nice to each other because mm-hmm. I I happen to have not seen that many of them so I I really liked that um, it was sweet and it was like true like I don't know I think it was just the right amount of sweet where he just felt familiar like real ways that real children would be nice to each other yeah. it's not these grandiose situations it's just like in the everyday kind of thing mm-hmm. um and yeah i i think like oh and then another question is bart has he always been a hockey player no i mean this is like he this is for the episode <laughs> there's episodes where he plays soccer there's an episode okay. where he plays football so like uh the 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 one thing about the Simpsons that holds true, no matter what season it is, it's like, st- like revelatory stuff that comes up in an episode doesn't ne- like rarely carries over to the next episode. Oh, like, yeah, no. And that I knew I was just curious. Yeah. Cause I was like, I don't think I've ever seen anything. I, I think I liked it. I like, it's one of the older ones, so then it's like hard to not criticize everything. I feel like sure, there's yeah, there's some, you know, there's some but like, out, some like but then also like I think it's probably more reliably funny as well. Yeah, um, I like this is like seasons like three through seven are kind of like prime Simpsons. Mm-hmm. I think like most people would agree with, and I I would be remiss if I didn't point out this episode does have one iconic Simpsons moment, and that's when Bart is in Lisa's room. And he says, well, I'm going to start swinging my arms and not with my eyes closed. And if you happen to get hit, it's your own fault. And she says, all right, well, I'm going to start kicking my legs and I'm going to close my eyes. And if you get hit, it's your own fault. And they kind of like go at each other going, "Ah, ah," and then they eventually do collide. And then, you know, the the thing with Homer where he's like, okay, pie, I'm going to start chomping towards you. And if you get eaten, it's your own fault. And that that whole thing is sort of an iconic Simpsons moment, so I'd be remiss if I didn't point it out because it does happen in this episode. Ah, I did. I didn't know that it was a famous moment. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you witnessed history, Liza. Um, I earlier quoted um what I thought was the cutest, funniest thing of the show mm-hmm. was um uh, because Bart um Marge kind of picks up on the fact that because Lisa is becoming more and more popular because she's getting really good at hockey and finally Homer is interested in her um, and like praises her and things like that, the attention specifically regarding sports or especially regarding sports um, is taken away from Bart, which he gets more and more upset about. And Marge picks up on it and she, she, I love Marge. She's just such, such a sweetie um living with all these crazy people around her um and she's she's like oh bart well i can spend some time with you if you want like she's just so (laughs) sweet and he's like oh mom what are you talking about like ew and she's like let's go play the basketball (laughs) like i don't know she's so dorky and yeah that was the and so cute and then they go and and dribble together or whatever and throw some hoops yeah. listen to me I'm the shack attack yeah. and that's when she says watch out for the shack attack and i i just i love it i just think it's so it's like the most it, it's just i don't know that any mom is like that truly but i don't care it's yeah. just like this this archetype of the like sweet really trying dorky mom to like relate to their kids it's yeah. just so funny there's a there's a very funny um moment with Bart regarding his mom early in the episode. So um, as they're getting ready 
the night before Bart is like wishing for snow. And so Lisa pranks him in the morning by like throwing a snowball at him. And then he comes running out and he's like, I'm going to get you. And then as it turns out, she was just, she saved like an ice ball in the freezer and threw that at him. And so he ran out into the street in his pajamas. And so um, I think it's Jimbo. Somehow the whole town is on the street at that time. Yeah. And so Jimbo, (laughs) one of the bullies is like, Hey Simpson, nice pajamas. Did your mom buy him for? And he goes, yeah, of course she did. Who else would? And he's just like, <laughs> all right, you win this round, Simpson. It's just like, that. that's a very funny throwback in his yeah. face. Like, yeah, my mom popped my pajamas. I'm 10. <laughs> um, Yeah. The, it. Yeah. Some of the jokes are just like, I don't know. Maybe it's just because it's so like unexpected turns, you know, yeah. like where you think you know, the comeback is going to be like, oh, I'm going to get you. And it's like, yeah, no. Yeah. I, there's no problem with this. I love it. Yeah. Marge is such a pillar. I always, I, and I think most of the time I've really liked an episode is when they're like, the more Marge there is, yeah. the more happy I am. Um, I, And there's something about her voice that I actually think is a really funny choice that they've made mm-hmm. between her and her sisters. Um, it, it's like they I don't know if they do like oh if we're gonna voice you know men actors voicing women yeah they knew it was gonna sound funny so they just like went full speed ahead and just like made it sound super raspy and ridiculous mm-hmm. and so and especially with the sisters yeah. um and I I like now it's like 30 40 years later and I'm like that was a good choice because then it's like <laughs> congratulations I don't know, like it's it's less annoying than like hearing that shrill thing that can happen sometimes or sure. I feel like they did the same in Bob's Burgers with Linda where it's this weird hybrid of a voice with a really strong accent and it yeah. just works yeah. uh, for the comedy sake of it. Yeah. Um, Is there a particular reason why you picked this episode for us today? Um, same reason I picked the other episode in that it's just like it's an episode that one of the things I've always loved about the Simpsons is that like, I think especially for like, you know, earlier seasons, um, the show is always, has always been very funny to me, but the strength of the show is that it doesn't have to end on a joke. And in Lisa on ice, you know, the, the, the closing moments are Lisa and Bart skating off the rink together. Meanwhile, like all these adults are throwing a fit and same thing with uh, Mother Simpson, which I will recap right now, um, <laughs> is about Homer fakes his own death to get out of doing community service with the power plant. So, like, in order to not pick up trash, he buys a, a Homer dummy. $600. $600 or- <laughs> Homer dummy and throws it off a, a cliff down a waterfall there's a very funny sequence where like you know oh good he grabbed that branch oh no the branch broke like it's it's a whole sequence of like oh the beavers are there to help him yeah. oh no they're eating his pants yeah right <laughs> and then like the dummy goes through a turbine and everybody's like oh my god homer died and as it turns out he's like and then him and Bart are like now let's make real good use of our Saturday. And they just both hang out in the backyard. Homer's like in a hammock and Bart is hammering on like cement. Um, so Homer fakes his death and then all the fallout of him faking his death come up. Like all like their friends come to the door and they're like, we're Marge. We're so sorry about Homer's death. And um, the power company shuts off their power. So like Marge gets <laughs> a great Marge moment is she yells at Homer. She's like, Homer, you promised me you were not going to use that dummy to fake your death. And <laughs> so he goes to the city and like gets it all squared away. And um, another great moment is he's yelling at the clerk and he's like, you show me the information that's on that computer. He goes, yeah, it's your right to. And so he shows it to him and he sees on the computer that it says that his mother is still alive, even though he's believed that his mother has been dead for you know 20 years. And so... He says, that's my mother's grave out there. And he, the guy goes in to go take a closer look. And it turns out it's Walt Whitman's grave. <laughs> um, Who's Walt Whitman? He's a, he's an author, like a poet. 
Um, and so uh, Homer starts screaming about Walt Whitman, and you know, then he's like, "Oh, maybe it's that grave over there that says Simpson," and it turns out it's his grave since so many people thought he was dead. Which the sisters bought. The sisters his made. Sister-in-laws yeah. bought. I, I think the 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 inscription on the grave is "We're richer." Have it like now that he's or having to know him or something. No, it was something like we're richer now that he has passed or something. It was not complimentary. Um, and so he falls into the grave because he's freaking out. And then that's when his mother walks up and she says, "Get out of my son's grave, you awful man!" And they reconcile. And then the episode is about where she's been. She has this like you know, she's afraid of every cop that goes by. And so as it turns out, she's been on the run because she averted a, uh, like a, like biological weapon being created when she was in college. And so she has to go on the run again because Mr. Burns, as it turns out, was running that experiment. Of course. And he finds her again. And so she has to go back on the run, but at least Homer knows now that his mother is alive and it leads to just like one of the like truly like the the creators of the simpsons should all be very proud of creating a show that created a moment where he drives his mother out to the desert and she meets up with a bunch of her like underground friends and then she says like you know i hope i see you again but like know that your mother loves you and then she speeds away and rather than like going back home or anything homer just like sits on the hood of his car and the credits roll over while he's like looking at the stars it's not there's no joke there's not yeah, like you know there's like, no punchline like i you keep waiting for like maybe like one of his weird friends is gonna drive by or you know like there's gonna be some gag and they just sit on it for like two like a minute and a half of like homer's just like he's taking it in that his mother's alive and like Mm -hmm. that she's out there he's thinking and so like he just sits there thinking for the entire credits and it's just like somber music and it's just like it's it's beautiful like it's such Mm -hmm. a great moment in the show and like this very human moment of a character that is like you know a total cartoon like in the in the true sense of the word like he is a literal cartoon but he's also like such an a hyper realized person that you you know forget that like the guy who earlier in the episode spent six hundred dollars on a dummy to fake his own death to get out of garbage duty also has like emotions and misses his mother and there's been this part of him that's been missing that he now has and so like yeah it's you know there are like other episodes of the show that I think are funnier. There are other episodes of the show that I, you know, also have moments like that, but these two episodes came to mind and it just was like, I just wanted to watch episodes that like illustrated why this show is, is so good beyond being really funny. Mm -hmm. You chose well. I, I'm, I don't think I had ever seen either of those episodes um, and I was slightly surprised, but because what I have in my mind is always kind of like the quick punchlines back to back to back to back of like ridiculous plot lines. Yeah. And then it just sort of ends randomly with a, with a fart joke or something. Yeah. Um, and so both of them being more genuine and, and maybe a little bit more serious or something like that was, was kind of a, a good, um, palate cleanser or something mm-hmm. um they i i think i really like the second one i love the sequence of them like back in the 60s quote unquote um uh-huh. showing the mom's like in emancipation from her housewife duties um into the like underground um hippie you know uh finding the power power yeah whatever with with the music like i it is for some reason like made me nostalgic not of the 60s of course because i was not living there then but like i think that the flashback parts like i think a fair amount of the episodes i've seen of simpsons had like uh, the few episodes where you see Homer as a, as a teenager like there's uh, the episode where him and Marge get together mm-hmm. 
uh and so like the flashback episodes I feel like I've seen a fair amount of them when I was a kid or something and so maybe that's why like part of that one or it was like the the nostalgia of it all like it's very Americana culture or something I don't know like just very nostalgic in a way and I thought they did really well I think it's so funny that no matter no matter the timeline that they it's sort of like back to the future where no matter the timeline that they are telling the story in Mr. Burns is always the bad guy (laughs) right it's like it's like Biff like there's always a Biff no matter decade you're in you know um and that's how it feels and it's even if he's not like president of the power plant he's of course president of whatever else evil entity corporation Mm -hmm. of the time and he looks the same he just has like maybe a different color suit maybe like (laughs) some hair or something a little bit more hair yeah yeah um that kind of stuff like i think they've always done really well at the show where they sort of like and like the cop is the is the like school security dummy um, so like reusing their characters to be like these people have been here forever and they will always be here mm-hmm. or there will always be a version of them there. Um, that I feel like only people that have grown up in small towns would know how yeah. to do well because yeah. that is definitely like the feeling of a small town where you know your archetypes are the like you know you know the people that are gonna stay in the small town right and like sort of repeat or continue their like family vibe or legacy or whatever you want to call it. Yeah. Or if they're not there, someone else will be there for that role. There will always be that archetype in that small town. And so I think like, uh, I was more aware of that on this episode of like their, the, the mechanism, mecha- mechanisms of the, of how they wrote the show and how they keep like reusing the characters all the time. Um, I really, I think there's a lot of twists of this episode about the mom that I was anticipating that didn't come. Like, I thought it was going to turn into, like, you know, they sort of hint, oh, maybe she's going to be dumping him again. And, like, this whole idea that she's been abandoning him his whole life and actually she's um, a fugitive, you know? Mm -hmm. And, and, not this episode does not shed a good light on grandpa at all he's terrible in this episode i also love i mean like it's it's one of those things that like they do every once in a while where they like he has a name but like you know lisa is like they're trying to get the truth out of out of mona and so lisa's like we'll call the cops and she goes oh no don't do that and he goes and she goes okay well we'll call somebody worse grandpa simpson and she's like no 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 and so it's just like and you know even like she says his name abe she's like oh abe you look terrible and but like the fact that like he's just known as grandpa simpson is just like very (laughs) funny to me but grandpa is actually the 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 character that my mom would quote all the time which is weird weird that's like her favorite her favorite quote from him well, of course, she would say the French version, too. But it's like, it's some joke about, um, like, it's like a joke about old people, uh-huh. <laughs> of course. And and he's like, and they always joke about the fact that he might be senile all the uh-huh. time. And it's something about, like, him being senile. And he's like, welcome to the club. <sighs> And then he just like <laughs> falls asleep, and that was like my mom's favorite joke ever. Wow, which is so random. Yeah, this um <laughs> this episode it so there's a lot of I, there's a lot of jokes I love in this episode. There's one where so Mr. Burns figures out who Mona is, and they go to Homer's house to to get her. And so he's he's got this like battering ram tank, and he goes to put in a tape of um Flight of the Valkyries. The dun 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 dun. dun. And it it suddenly skips over to Waterloo by ABBA. And it's just like, it's such a funny visual of like this tank pulling up and Waterloo. And like, it's like blaring through, like the, the walls are shaking. It's just like, and you know, Smithers is like, sorry, I must have taped over, over that. But 
it's just that's a very funny joke. Um, mm-hmm. You know, like the the whole thing with like Chief Wiggum figuring out that like the chemicals that they released to like stop Mr. Burns's chemical weapons like cured his asthma. Yeah, and just like you know, it's just I it's such a I, like to me like you know the jokes are secondary to the the touching moments in this episode but yeah the again another episode where i wanted to like highlight mm-hmm. why the show means a lot to me i guess another part that we didn't talk about is the the fact that um the underplot of it all we're con- during the the main plot of the mom and the family is that basically the law line order version of detectives are oh, uh, trying to find mona they're, they're uh they are they're i think they're spoofing the show dragnet and i think one of them was the dragnet oh, one of the actors okay dragnet, that- i thought it was um shoot what's his name the tall richard belzer skinny- yeah i thought it was him no I, and I, whatever partner they have yeah i forget what the what their actors names but it's definitely like spoofing or at least like directly referencing dragnet because like the that Dun 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 dun. dun That's dun, why. Dun. Okay, so I really thought, yeah. So they they sort of pop up and they're behind those doors, and then it's a really long. When you think it's going to be a quick scene with cops, it just continues with yeah. them, and then you're like, oh wait, they're referencing something. Yeah. And and the way that it's like this very procedural conversation between two men in suits, and so automatically I just assume it was a law and order thing, and then I was waiting for the tana, or dun dun yeah. or whatever. And it didn't come, and I was like, "That's weird," but that's because I didn't get the sure. reference. You're uh, you're Very too great. young to understand the dragnet too young. reference. Wee baby, wee baba. <laughs> oh, I did catch a joke in this episode that I feel it makes it. I don't know. It made me feel like there's. It was obvious that the show was created by someone that grew up in the Pacific Northwest. Uh-huh. Um, I forget how they get there, but there's a whole thing about. Uh, we're going to send you on the monster island. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then... Um, that's in that's in, the, that's in the previous episode. Oh, it's in the first one. Okay, sorry. And yeah, there's a whole thing of like, we're going to send you to the monster island. And they're like, oh, no, not the monster island. And I was like, oh, no, it's mis- it's a misnomer. And they're like, oh, okay. And then they show up and... and oh, because it's like Lisa picturing herself in the future. It's she, And it's uh, when she's, she's about to get sworn in as a president. She, they find out she got an they, F and Jim. Yeah. yeah here we go and so they're like shunning her for being mad at gym at class mm-hmm, i don't know mm-hmm. like or she lied about her grades i guess i don't know what the hell that means in any way so then it's the next try is her running with like monsters chasing her she's like i thought it was a misnomer <laughs> and they're like yeah it's not really an island it's a peninsula yeah yeah <laughs> that, was, that, was such that a- was a legit funny joke yeah. and i was like i don't think anybody would make that joke and not growing up in Pacific Northwest yeah. where there's shit ton of that where like it's called an island but it's actually a peninsula or the other way around. Yeah. Also <laughs> the idea that um getting an F in in gym would disqualify you from being president is uh, laughable right now. Uh, yes, very much. <laughs> LOL. Yeah. I have a question for you. Sure. Do you know cuz you've watched Simpsons for so long yeah. and you're big Coco fan and maybe you've read articles or listened to podcasts about the making of the show I'm curious to know if you know how they would how they like keep so their whole pattern of writing an episode is like they have one main story Mm -hmm. and then maybe like an underlying story under that but how they get to that main story is always a ridiculous beginning that has nothing to do with the rest Mm -hmm. And I feel like that's their whole recipe sauce is that. Do you know if, like, how, like, what's the chicken and what's the egg? Like, I know what I I mean? I would imagine that it's the A story that's sort of the, like, like, and, like, there, there are, like, very, there's a very funny example of this later. I think it's in, like, season 10 or something where they, the, the, the premise of the episode is that the town gets split into two area codes because there's too many people in the city. And so (laughs) the way they get to this issue is that a badger moves into their doghouse 
and Homer tries calling the external, you know, like the pest control or animal control, but it's under the new area code. And so then it brings up this whole, like, you know, what new area code thing. And so like three minutes later, Homer's in the kitchen lamenting to Marge about this area code debacle. And then the badger starts to crawl back into their kitchen window and then Homer goes, would you get out of here? We got bigger problems now. And then the badger <laughs> just like tucks its head down and goes, and like slinks away. So it's like, it was like the acknowledgement of like, this is how we get to our storyline. And the thing that we did before doesn't matter sort of thing, like manifesting itself. But I think it's yeah. like, they come up with the A story and then they find a funny, then they start writing a funny way to get into it. That's such a, I don't know. Part of me is like, that's such a weird process. Yet when I'm like picturing what the writer's room is like, or must be like, it just sounds kind of like a fun conundrum. Yeah. Like they're like, okay, so this is, you know, they're like, I'm picturing whoever being like, okay, so this is my idea for the plot A. These are the obstacles they go through or like whatever. Like this is the drama that happens. And they're like, yeah, okay, cool. Keep like, go ahead and write that and like the, these other people are like okay how do we get to point d because right. the story really it starts point d but how do you get to eight from a to d through these like ridiculous jokes and scenarios and bonanza right and then they just like all do i don't know it just sounds like such a they're like doing math with their brain i think that which is like maybe giving them more credit because some of the jokes are very like well he farted his way out of it like (laughs) there's i mean there's like there are there are certainly episodes where like the um i there and again this is there is a specific episode i'm thinking of where like they have this very complicated solution to everything where it's like you know uh the episode is that homer and bart become grifters and then the whole town gets in on this big grift on them. And so mm. the episode ends with like Homer and Bart going, so the entire town was in on this thing? And then Lisa goes, Homer, you know, Dad, Bart, like there's a really simple explanation for everything. And if you'll just indulge me for a minute. And then like somebody runs in the room and goes, hey, everybody, surf's up. And then they all just go surfing. And so that's how the episode ends. And so it's like they were just like, yeah, there's no real satisfying solution here. So we're just going to. Like we'll write ourselves out of it by pretending like it it can't be explained. So yeah, yeah, they I, do they do stuff like that and play with the tropes. But yeah, that is, I think like the room. I assume that it's just like a collaborative. Like here we've got this story. How do we get here? And then people, you know, somebody's like, you know, uh, Homer's gonna meet his mom for the first time. How do we get there? And then like. You know, there's probably like 40 fakes his own death. Right. Yeah. And then there's like 40 pitches and somebody says like, what if Homer fakes his death and his mom shows up at his grave? And it's just like, yeah, yeah okay. What do we do there? You know, like, so <laughs> I think it's probably more like that than it's that. Yeah. It sounds almost like they're working backwards. Cause they're like, yeah, they're like, okay. So we know the end, you know, the beginning of the main story is the end of the first chunk. So then yeah. they're like working backwards. They're like, Okay, so how does he get to the grave? Well, because he faked his own death, and so he has to, like, fix that. Yeah. Um. Well, h- why does he fake his own death? Well, it starts really with, like... Yeah, right. Burns, like, taking his entire staff to clean a, the, like, side of a river for a photo op. Mm-hmm, like, mm-hmm. <laughs> and they're like, yeah, 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 that's great, that's great, let's go. <laughs> so, Liza, out of five dummies designed to look like you to get out of a work function. Mm. What would you give your experience watching these two episodes of The Simpsons today? I would give I'm now I'm I'm trying to make the math of how many f- five dummies I cost $600 each with plastic <laughs> Um <laughs> the not related to my experience. Yeah, in this um, economy. I would give Watching these two episodes out of five dummies of myself, um, three. Okay. They were very feel-good episodes, which we both needed this week. And so I'm appreciative of that. Uh, and yeah, three. Three. It was, it was good. How about you? How many dummies? I would give it solidly 
four and a half dummies out of five. Like nice. I I think like the Mother Simpson episode I think is like flawlessly one of the best episodes in the se- in this entire series. Mm-hmm. Um, Lisa on Ice is a little like it's it, it ends in one of my favorite ways, but I don't think it's one of the strongest episodes. But mm-hmm. Mother Simpson I think and like so uh, also Glenn Close voices his mother and really yeah continues to do so to this like like as of like a year ago she was still like coming in to do the voice of mona simpson so um, really yeah huh an interesting choice yeah glenn close so i yeah i have a i'm a sucker for that episode i'm a sucker for the ending um so yeah four four did i say four and a half four and a half four and a half yeah four and a half uh, nice dummies, dummies meant to look yourself. like me <laughs> uh, nice speaking of abba liza mm-hmm. why don't we get into the waterloo su- surprise prize oh yeah why don't we do that <laughs> the surprise prize <laughs> here we go the surprise prize thing I gotta put more ABBA in my playlists. Dude. Isn't it like it's just it's fun? Like I don't you know. You cannot not dance. Also, some of ABBA will remind me of Lost too because of that one episode. Oh yeah. And therefore of the Good Place. So many things. All right, Liza. What is that surprise? Purs. All right. For this week's surprise prize, I brought you a book. Uh oh. <laughs> this is Lindy West's The Witches Are Coming. Uh-huh. Which uh we both love Lindy West, of course. She's we sure a do. local writer of ours. Have you read this book? I have not. You have not. Okay. Um, great. Because um I'm gonna read you a chunk of of a chapter. Read me a story, Liza. <laughs> that I think will maybe, um, perhaps some of it will validate some of your feelings you had this week. Sure. And uh, maybe some of it will be funny as well. Yeah. Also, Lindy, this is also- uh, or I should say Miss West, if you uh, have an issue with us reading an excerpt from your book, uh, please come on the podcast and we can talk about it. That's right. You can just tell us to fuck off on the yeah, podcast. Yeah, yeah, truly. If it. you want to come on just to say fuck off, don't do that again. We'll take it. Um, I will I will preface by saying that most of the book is not about this this whole chapter is called Is Adam Sandler Funny? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> the rest of the book is about other things complete kind of not related at all well kind of anyway she uses this entire chapter to um she gave herself the um homework of re-watching a whole bunch of adam sandler movies and then doing quick some of them are quicker than others um reviews of them man we had a similar, so here we go i had a similar journey this week sounds like yeah <laughs> little nikki 2000 Little Nikki starts with John Lovitz, orange, sitting on a tree, limb watching a woman undress through her bedroom window. It sure does. At first I thought, oh, I see. He must be a little devil from hell who came up to earth to be dirty. Because I knew vaguely that the movie was about devils and the man is brightly illuminated and eating fried chicken out of a picnic basket, balanced precariously in a tree and talking at full volume about a woman's jugs while he is, while she is like two feet away. But then the woman spies him and screams and John Lovitz falls out of the tree and dies and goes to hell. He was just a mortal peeper all along, a hilarious hilarious sex criminal (laughs) in hell to pay for his penis crime satan sentences lovitz to be raped eternally by a giant bird ever notice how men's idea of hell is always rape man wait till they hear about earth (laughs) other punishments meted out by little nikki satan adolf hitler 
dressed as a French maid because aren't women's clothing humiliating? Has a pine pineapple shoved up his asshole every day. Singh gets mad at his butler, Kevin Nealon, and makes Kevin Nealon grow tits on his head because women's anatomy is humiliating. And then Kevin Nealon has to get raped by Rodney Dangerfield every day because of his tit head. Men's hell is to be a woman. Yeah, I think that's that's uh, <laughs> that is a fair assessment of the movie. Nikki is the youngest son of Academy Academy Award winner or nominee Harvey Keitel. 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 Harvey Keitel, the devil, who is getting ready to retire and trying to decide which of his evil children should inherit his bad kingdom. But instead, he's like, psych, you all suck. And decides to stay to stay the devil for another 10,000 years. This causes his two terrible sons to sneak out of hell to go and make their own hell on earth. It falls to Nikki, despite the fact that he is, for all practical purposes, a dead snail, to go up top and try to stop them. A major engine of comedy in Little Nikki is Nikki's cultural culture shock upon arriving in New York City because he doesn't know about common earth things as such as infrastructure, food, and money. For instance, after being hit by a train and waking up back in hell, he says, I got killed by this big light that was attached to a lot of metal. But then later he says about something unrelated, I'll have to take a mulligan on this one. You know what a mulligan is, but you don't know what a train is. Mm, You don't know what a bus is, but you understand the sentence. Your father gave me some deposit money for a place on the Upper East Side, but I misplaced it. I hate you. (laughs) (laughs) Last paragraph. It turns out that the only way Nikki can be can save both earth and hell from his demon brothers is to harness the power of his seething repressed hellish anger a good message especially for boys nikki has no discernible skills intellect charisma sense of humor ambition kindness or personality but he manages to skate by just well enough to get literally everything he wants at the end he fucks Patricia Arquette and beats the entire Holland Globetrotters at one on one. The end. <laughs> wow. Aren't we glad? I'm so glad I missed watching this. I think you are very glad. I, yeah, there's a, <laughs> there's a, uh, I mean, a- Adam Sandler movies are a, they're a, they're the crown. Like, it's, it's amazing to me that I don't think that Adam Sandler is like a right wing men first guy because his his movies are monuments to less than average men getting the world at their feet so like Mm -hmm. it's it's it it seems like he would be the sort of like just based on the stuff that he's made that that would sort of be the trajectory of his career but i don't think he is like maybe he is but he's just quieter about it than other you know like other that might be it (laughs) other weirdo comics but like the stuff that he's made would lead you to believe yeah he might be a little you know man you know uh what was the what's the group in um parks and rec the um the like aggrieved men group oh, <laughs> oh yeah yeah yeah. i um men and men first or whatever. yeah i forget but yeah it's like it it feels like his stuff would lead like you would lead to believe that he's like that but I don't think that he is publicly, you know, like, so it's or interesting. that we know of. Yeah. I, I haven't of, heard anything like that specifically coming it, out of like, it kind of feel there or relationships he's had, but a it, lot of his movies have similar patterns. Yeah. <laughs> it kind of feels like we're at that. We're at that point that like, if we're going to know it about him, we're probably, oh, we probably would by now. Like, yeah. Yeah. That's so, true. I don't know. But anyways, yeah, that's a, that's a fair critique and review of little Nikki. <laughs> For sure, and also I want to, I, I want to point out that uh, in the movie, Tiny Lister plays one of his brothers who just recently passed away. So, um, a, a a person who I've enjoyed a lot in movies, and uh, sorry that he passed away. Oh, 
That's sad. <laughs> yeah. So now don't you feel bad critiquing the movie, <laughs> reading that critique of the movie? Um, the men's group in Parks and Rec was called Men's Rights is Nothing. Men's Rights is Nothing? No way. That can't be that right. Can't be Never right. mind. Google is not helpful. No. Google, you suck. Nice try. Yeah, next time use Bing. <laughs> don't use Google. <laughs> use Krugel. Use Grugel? Scroogle. Scroogle. Um, actually, you know, a great place for your internet resources would be uh, our Patreon, which uh, if you uh, are so inclined, and thank you to everybody who, uh, truly thank you to everybody who has subscribed over the last couple weeks. Um, it is uh, very, it makes me feel good that people want to pay money to hear us gab so um That's if you want right. if you want to very sweet if you want to give us more money um there is there is a, i i will not take up too much time saying this there is a there is a i want to be able to give money to liza and other co-hosts who give their time so the more people are able to subscribe the easier that is for me to be able to make happen so um if you are so inclined, I understand money is tight and I would not want you to give money that is otherwise tight or that should be going to someplace extra. But if you have extra income, patreon.com slash good talk studio, uh, five bucks a month gets you uh, bonus episodes of throwback to school, bonus episodes of my other podcast, gentlemen overlords, and then a once a week podcast with me and a friend of mine talking about pro wrestling. So that's what gets you for five bucks a month. You can get that a dollar a month. You get one episode per month. Um, but yes, patreon.com slash good talk studio. And if you sign up soon enough, you can maybe get added to the list of the folks that are getting some new stickers some shipped st to their home this week. Some stickies. Little stickies, stickies. made by Kayla Knowles. Kayla Knowles. That's Baby. right. Um, who's also been on Patreon episodes. That's right. Yeah. Um, and also you can follow us on Instagram, Instagram.com slash throwback to school, Facebook.com slash throwback to school and Twitter.com slash TBT school, which I will be updating again. Once I remember the password, <laughs> I got a new anytime soon. Now I got a new phone and it logged me out of all of them and I have to remember my oh, password. fun. Hit that reset password button. That's right. So, <laughs> Any Don't day now, bother. any day now, we'll be, you'll be getting Get it on those tweets, man. From the Throwback to School account. And in the meantime, we'll see you tomorrow. See you tomorrow. Bye-bye.